Welcome to SADCAST, the podcast for working creatives. This is episode 57. I'm your host, Pamela Rooney's creative director and co-publisher of the physical magazine SADMAG. So someone recently told me to check out this woman, Kim Scott, who wrote this book called Radical Candor. She also has a podcast of the same name. I haven't checked those out, but I did watch her 20-minute talk that just explains her radical candor philosophy, and it was really helpful to me. Um, as someone who's been called brutally honest and even aggressive (laughs) and have been told to tamp that kind of honesty down, this is a really cool way of looking at staying true to yourself and others by not avoiding confrontation, but doing it in a way that makes everyone happier and more productive. Uh, One of the things she said that's missing from that type of honest feedback, especially that I give, (laughs) is letting people know that you care about them and their work first And I guess I normally assume people know that and that it's not personal and it's just about the work. But, you know, they really don't. I mean, I I don't blame them. But (laughs) anyway, she also talks about um, how being passive and not telling people um, when they make mistakes is really creating a much worse work environment. And it was just really nice to hear um, a style of working that didn't feel phony and really felt like it would get the best out of people. So... There's more to it than that, and I encourage you to check it out, especially if you're in a managerial position or if you're a type A person like me who's been told they're a bit much. Anyway, my guest today is Keegan Perlet. Keegan has written for SAD in the past and is currently our new poetry and prose editor. She also has a great e-newsletter all about lunar taroscopes, which I forgot to bring up specifically in the interview, but if you want to sign up, Go to tinyletter.com slash moonsandcards. Here's my interview with Keegan. Well, thanks for joining me here. Thanks, Pam. Um, No problem. Okay, so you are recently our new poetry and prose editor, taking over for Kyla. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you feel about the task at hand? Um, I'm really excited. It's, we just had our, like, print kind of, like, draft deadline situation so I have my like submissions finalized and yeah feel good about them I'm excited like this is really cool um I like uh the people who submitted there's a lot of good stuff and um it's just cool to see like people who are poets and writers like putting their work out there and yeah. to see what's out there and what people are making. So. Do you feel like there's a lot of um poets here in the city? I feel like it's definitely I want to say a trend because that's not like I don't think the best word to use but I feel like people like poetry is a really cool genre because I think it's very easy to share with others like I think there's a lot of poetry readings and like um people are pretty interested in like writing poetry and I think I think it's tied to maybe like the music scene because there's a lot of people who are songwriters and I think it's an interesting right. like transition between I feel like a lot of the poets I know are like kind of in the music scene and so it's kind of like that everyone's kind of thinking in that kind of short form yeah. um poetic way that's cool um yeah. who are some of your favorite poets or musicians or both in general or in the city you know you can say both wherever um I feel like my two favorite poets um, in the world are probably Mary Oliver and Mary Rufel. 
I also really like Louise Glock. Gluck. I never know how to pronounce her name. She has two little dots over the U in her name. Gluck. 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 It's one of those things where you like don't really talk about. Like you don't say the word out loud, and you're like, I don't know how to it's pronounce like, this. I, I always get tripped up by <laughs> indictment. Oh God! That. You're like. Oh, indictment. Well, <laughs> I once I had to read that out loud, and I was like, "Oh no, I, I made know, a grave mistake." Like, no, don't do this to me. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, glukman. The umlauts mean yeah. the e. 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 Yeah. Okay. Cool. So those are um, some some ladies I like in the poetry. Um, I think here, like, I was taught by Sharita Warner and Amber Dawn in the creative writing program, and mm-hmm. like. Aside from Sharita being my prof, I really like her poetry. I think it's, I, like, when I started being her student, I was like, whoa, I get to, like, be the student of this really good poet. And the same with Amber Dawn. Like, her class is always like, oh, man, like, I got into Amber's class because it's really, like, it's really good to learn from people that you actually admire, I think. It's really exciting. Oh, big time. Big time. That's huge. I mean, a lot of the time, you know, you'll look up a teacher and you'll be like, oh, their work is actually. Yeah, and you're like, this actually. And I'm like, cool. I don't respect you. Not yeah, no. to what you have to say, <laughs> oh, yeah. which is shitty. No, it's so bad. There's definitely, I've definitely had teachers where I like, I had a prof once. So I, I was in English and I, we read this book. I'm not going to say his name. It's a local author. And I, I just, I had to write an essay on it. I just tore the book apart. And then I took a class with him the next semester and I was like he didn't read it did he oh no he did not but I was just like oh you know I'm here you're teaching me and I just don't think what you're doing is hot like this is not great yikes (laughs) oh my god you you're a writer Mm -hmm. how much poetry do you actually do or is it mostly like just articles and I I, poetry is I guess like my like main genre that's not like, I really like doing nonfiction stuff, and I, like, well, mostly, I'm not very good at personal essays. Um, that's so, fascinating, because that's the only thing that. I can write, and well, I don't even know if I write that <laughs> but the same thing I don't know I how people do it. I'm like, I can't, you know, I can't, uh, it's not for me. I really like doing profiles, and I really like doing, like, long-form journalism stuff. I really like doing research, and I like being nosy. So, like, that's why I like doing, <laughs> doing that kind of stuff. What's, like, the best uh, piece that you did like that oh god I feel like I've done a couple I think one of one of them that was like most interesting I I wrote about um the musician prophecy son who's oh yeah yeah she does like video yeah they were in our mad mad world issue yeah cool (laughs) and um uh she's a when I interviewed her she had just had her second child and I was just like how are you a mom and, like, a prolific mu- musician? And at the time, she was also doing her, like, PhD. So I was like, what the hell? What do you, how do you do? And it was just, like, really cool to, like, be like, tell me all your, like, mom tips. Like, how do you deal with your life? So it's, like, cool to f- find out how people, I don't know, do their lives. Like, how mm-hmm. they make everything mm-hmm. balanced. Well, especially um, people that are not really portrayed in, like, yeah. regular pop culture. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, like... Cool, all this cool stuff that, that is you're doing. Um, you're also, would you say, astrologer? Um, I wouldn't say I'm an astrologer yet. I feel like I've always been into astrology, and I feel like now in my life, I kind of understand it better, and I'm interested in, like, doing more of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I started reading tarot cards. Well, I grew up, like, really, my mom, like, is really Catholic. So, like, we couldn't, I was super interested in witchcraft. Like, I loved Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I was always, mm-hmm. like, you know, I loved fairies. I thought, you know, there, there was magic everywhere and, like, but there was no way to access, like, you know, paganism or, like, all that weird stuff yeah. because I was Catholic. And so when I moved here, I was like, I'm getting a tarot deck. So I just, like, started reading tarot cards. And then I think it kind of ties together because I'm just really interested in people and, like, mm-hmm. knowing things about people and, like, understanding them. Yeah. And, like, astrology is, like, that's what it's for is kind of, like, understanding why people are the way they are and, like, what mm-hmm. their habits and needs are. Do you feel like you need to have some kind of gift to be able to do it? No, I think you just need to, like, I think every, I mean, I feel like every, like, person who's into, like, esoteric stuff and and metaphysical stuff says this, like, you don't need to have, like, you don't have to have, it's not magic, you don't have to have, like, clairvoyance or whatever, but you do kind of need to be, like, an observant um, like empathetic empathetic person yeah. and it's I, I do think everyone's capable of that but I think there's also like strength and because like that's a way of knowing that can be overwhelming and I think I'm not I know there's people who like really you know they go into big rooms of people and they're very overwhelmed by everyone's energy mm. and like that's really that's like different I don't quite have that kind of like empath feeling sometimes I do but I it's not you know I think like there's some people who really like are intuitive and they can like they know what people are gonna do and they like you know can maybe feel like spirits and energy and stuff like that um but you don't have to be one of those people like astrology is kind of like you but you do have to kind of know you have to understand symbols and you have to understand like the the energy of things mm, a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you buy your own tarot deck? I did. Because you're, you're not supposed you're not to. Supposed you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to get it as a gift. Yeah. But I. that's another thing. Like, I, I was not in a position at the time to have anyone close to me give me such a gift. Right. It's and a I, bit weird. It's like, yeah. I need you to give me these tarot <laughs> Yeah, cards. exactly. Thanks. And I think that's something I also struggle with is that, like, you know, there's, like, the idea that in any kind of, and this is kind of, like, throughout, like, mythology and stuff, is that, like, you need, like, this spiritual guide, like, a mentor or something to, like, introduce you to, like, right. your spiritual life, right? So I think that's where the idea of, like, getting your tarot cards gifted to you comes from, is that, like, that someone gonna else guide is going to teach you, yeah. which is really cool, right? If you have that opportunity and, like, say your mom, mm-hmm. like, um, did it or your grandma, like, or, you know, a friend or, or your dad or whoever, and, like, you get to have that spiritual connection. But I think also, like, if you feel, like, called to do the thing, you can't always just wait, like, for someone yeah. to, like, yeah. give it to you because you got to, yeah, because yeah. you don't always have the resources, really, and well, the people to be, like, intuitive with The world's with a different you. place. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that actually happened, though, to an ex-boyfriend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, like, on the ferry, and this woman, I think, read his tarot, mm-hmm. just some stranger, yeah. and then I think she, like, gave him her deck, deck? because she sensed in him something, and it's true, because he read my tarot yeah. after, like, for years, and always bang on yeah some people just have that they just have the thing have that thing yeah i don't know um 
Oh man, what do you do your own tarot? It's really hard to do my own. Yeah, I get so stressed out. I'm such an anxious person, <laughs> and I'm just like I, you know, and it comes from a different place. Like I think when you, when you're reading for someone else, you can just kind of like, tell them what you see. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard to be honest with yourself and it's really hard to like to be like, oh, yeah, you know, you should really break up with this guy. Because like you can't be the person who say that's super attached to like this person and the person who's saying like this person is not good for you and you need to dump too hard, too hard. It's too difficult. It's really difficult. And like that's something I'm working on because like I think it's you got to have clarity with yourself, but it's also like. You know, like, the Three of Swords comes up, and you're like, oh, I, it's fine. Like, he's not going to break my heart. It's going to be fine. Oh, no. And then you're like, oh, no, that, I should have exited. Three of Swords is, like, not, that. It's the um, heart with the Three Swords in it. Oh, so that's raining. just trouble. Yeah. Right there. There's bad. no other way to read it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. What's the worst yeah. card to get? Okay, there's no bad cards. Come on. Um, I feel like when I think it's more like the combination of cards. Like I think it's really hard for people to see. Um, I think it's the five of cups. It's like the it's like a figure and they're standing with their back towards you in the card. This is like the Rider Waite deck that I, I that's the one I use, um, and. There's three cups in front of them that are spilled over, and the person's wearing, like, a black shawl, and there's two cups, like, still standing behind. And that's kind of, like, the grief card. Mm. And, like, I think it's – that one's difficult because it kind of – it's the – it's one of the ones that kind of, like, says, you know – the endeavor – like, for example, if it's, like, a reading where the person is, like, they're working towards something – it's kind of a scary card because you're like, well, you're going to have to... I mean, you're in any circumstance, sometimes you, you have to give something up in mm. order to succeed sacrifice. or, like, yeah, make a sacrifice or someone has left you and you need that time to, like, grieve. And I think um, especially... I don't know. In this day and age, too, like, we don't really have, like, periods in which to... Um, be upset or like a way to I think it's always like oh like let's mm. find the quickest way so you can stop feeling sad like you know it's true and that is a very difficult place yeah to be in yeah. my beloved cat just died oh, no. I know it's so horrible I'm so sorry and yeah my therapist is like it's fine just you can be sad be sad yeah but it's it's hard because it it's not really an accepted no, because it's not conducive, right? You can't come to work and pe- people are like, "Oh, how are you?" and you're like, "I'm fine, everything's fine." Because like, yeah. you have to, you know, you're expected to still be productive. You're expected yeah. to, you know, pretend like this fluff ball is not gone from the world. It's re- yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's really hard. But and then you, yeah. yeah, you, I, I don't know. It's like I don't want to seem crazy, right? Yeah. Especially hard with a pet because, like, yes. people don't know, Yeah, you know, like, what your relationship is. Yeah. I don't know. It's easy no. to be callous about especially yeah. pets dying. Yes. And I think yeah. people need to let that go because, like, loss happens. And I think, I think some people, like, I think pets is interesting because if you didn't grow up with pets it's almost like you have this like empathy blinder on. You're like, I'm never going to experience that. And I haven't experienced it. So like, mm-hmm. um, 
For sure. That it's weird that this person feels bad about that. But and, I, and, and I'm, like, so aware of, like, that feeling that yeah. I <laughs> just, like, did not want to yeah. show any emotion. But it was hard for yeah, a couple days Yeah, it's there. really hard. Yeah. So many things about – and pets, too. Like, I know – because you get used to everything about having that yeah. entity around you. Yeah. And then you're used to doing activities and things, like, really easy things, like – checking if they're like jumped on the counter or like whatever and yeah and then you just see anymore. them now like as you know oh i i thought i've seen her like so many yeah. times like out of the corner of your eye yeah, yeah. and it's like oh no no Ugh, so sad yeah. i still anyway, this is bummer cast right now <laughs> no it's i <laughs> it's, it's the sad cast oh no. you're right yeah you're right <laughs> There's a, there we go. Delivered. Down the street from my house in Calgary, we had we. I grew up with this black dog. His name was Diesel, and he died when I was in grade twelve. And but there's a dog down the street who is a similar breed, like also a black dog. And if I'm in Calgary and he's out walking, like I will tear up. Like it's been God six years now. I still miss him. Yeah, you know, there's some kind of special connection. Yeah, pets especially because they don't. I guess you just project whatever personality or whatever you want on them. Yeah. I don't know. They're still like a living thing. Like, I I don't know. They're still, they got their weird quirks and you you still have a relationship with them. Sure. Yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. But you're, you you know, they're the ideal thing. Yeah. Because, (laughs) you know, they're whatever you imagine them to be feeling, I Mm -hmm. guess. I don't know. I had her for a long time. Yeah. It was, it was hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, whatever about that. <laughs> um, what other kinds of like metaphysical stuff? Did, were you like obsessed with the craft like I was as a child? I think I watched the craft like later in my life. I really liked Practical Magic. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. great. Oh, so the book like, is good, too. Oh, yeah. The book is great. The book is so yeah, good. It's yeah. so good. So that was my favorite which but I also my favorite favorite movie is Kiki's Delivery Service you know what I've not seen oh it God. even though I know like the no face I know the whole like yeah, thing you, you know but, it, I, yeah. but I have not seen it yeah Kiki's Delivery Service I have a tattoo of Kiki what? on my arm what oh my gosh um, crazy it's yeah like I just felt like because the movie is about I, I think I started watching it when I was four or five um, we went to the video store and like, I really liked witches and like, there was a witch on the cover of the beach as case. So it was like, I'm doing it. Um, it's a, it's like about this 13 year old witch and she has to leave home for a year to like do her witch training. And it's basically like a coming of age story where she has to learn to like accept herself and like, uh, deal with the hardship of like becoming a person in the world and, Oh, that sounds good. It w- it's so good. So, like, as a kid, it was like I didn't really, you know, intellectualize any of the any of that stuff. I was just like, this is so cool. Like, she's a witch, and like, it's kind of like I really like any fantasy. I really enjoyed like if the real world, like our world, was like somehow implicated because I was like, this is a possible real thing. Right? That could happen. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So yeah, her her story is like that. It's like set in the real world, and she's like, there's. It's basically like there's like every every town has like their witch and like you have to go to a town that doesn't have a witch so that you can become their witch. the town witch. Right. Um, and it was I don't know. It's just a beautiful, cute little movie. Um, one of the things that my mom really hated was that I would get the broom 
um, like the like the household broom and like I would pack my bag and I would oh, put on no. my witch costume and I would run up and down the driveway like because I was like I'm gonna fly I'm gonna take off and I'm gonna fly away oh my god I can't believe she even let you do that I know but I would come inside and she'd be like Keegan like God doesn't want you to do magic and I'd oh, be like oh ah. no I know oh it's so funny <laughs> my husband uh he would play with like magic cards yeah like magic the gathering yeah yeah, yeah. and his dad like said yeah. they were evil and made him give them away yeah and he's like I had this really rare card that now is worth oh, so much money. Oh, no. good God. That was so typical. Like, in Catholic school, it's like, those Yu-Gi-Oh cards are from the devil. And you're like, like oh, why? Okay. No, I don't, I don't get it. It's just like, it's like the whole, like, worshipping false idols thing. But God is, like, magical and oh, crazy also. So, like, this exactly. doesn't make any sense. It doesn't sense. make any sense. Like, Jesus walking on water. What is that if not a it's David Blaine sorcery. trick? Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Loose That's boxes right. is all I'm yes. saying. I don't know. <laughs> You're don't not know. wrong. Right? You're not wrong. Blasphemous, but not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah. So I take it you are not religious now, or are you? Well, I kind of still am mm. because I realized that like a lot of like Catholicism, I always, the thing is for me, I think it was like interesting because I, when you like grow up in a like religious situation, the religion, like, is real in a way that, like, because when you, like, or, for example, like, when you learn about, there was a unit, I went to Catholic high school, there's, like, a unit about, like, in, like, other religions. So we learned about, like, the rest of the Abrahamic faiths, uh, Islam and uh, Judaism. And then we also learned about, like, some, like, like a smattering of uh Asian and Southeast Asian. Like, I think we did, like, Buddhism and Hinduism and something else. Shinto or something. Yeah, something. And um, so, like, we viewed those, like, in school, it was, like, viewing those as, like, these fake mythological things. Oh, and yours was the real one? And ours was the real one. Exactly. So, like, growing up, I was, like, so, like, Jesus is real, everything else is mythology. And then finally, when I kind of realized that, like, Jesus is mythology... And then looking at the stories of the Bible as, like... And, like, there's some weird, like, different um, Christian traditions have some weird stuff. Like, I my ex-boyfriend was, ortho, like, Russian Orthodox. Mm-hmm. And I'd never, like, been to a church that wasn't a Roman Catholic church. And so when he took me to Russian Orthodox church, I was like, this is just the coolest ritual, like... R- Orthodox churches are so they have all this I know, I'm Greek gold and freaking it's, it's very opulent yeah. and like they are singing and it's so magical and like really like eerie and cool and I was like oh my god like it's the same you know it's just as weird and esoteric as like any witchcraft thing I want to yeah, do it's just like bedazzled exactly <laughs> um so I kind of like I still. Because I, like, I mean, you, you know, Mary and Jesus, like, have been, like, icons of my life. I haven't, like, discarded them. Um, and I'm super into, like, the cult of the saints, which is where mm. you just, like, ask saints for intercession and stuff like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not really Roman. That's not too Roman Catholic. Like, we're not, you know, um, we're more focused on, like, Mary and Jesus. Um but I tend to kind of think, I don't know, I don't really, I never really understood God in Catholicism. Uh, I always thought he looked like 
specifically like the first priest I had in the first church that I ever went to, Father Len, who was great. But like, I can't, like the energy of the universe like doesn't match up with that image mm, that I have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's kind of like a different situation that I still like think about and like deal with mm. on a regular basis. So if there was a God, yeah, what do you imagine them to look like then? I feel like, I feel like I don't believe in God as like an entity anymore. Mm, like an energy. Yeah. I yeah. think of it more like how people say like the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't, I went, I went to church with my friends like maybe a few weeks ago and like they were talking about how like God, um, just like loves you unconditionally. And I feel like hearing that I was like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> like, I was like, it just, I'm sorry. Like, there's so many, it doesn't answer the question, the big question, like, why do bad things happen to good people? Right. And I think that, like, to believe that, like, God, uh, you know, is protecting everyone, that's just, I just, I'm sorry. Like, I can't. Yeah. I can't get behind that. There's people no. who are so vulnerable in this world that I'm just like, it's just not. It's true. It's not happening. That's just not for me. Now, not to bring this up again, but what if I can't Yeah. <laughs> I had a moment where I was like, oh, man, if I believed in God, like, this is the time that would make me yeah. feel so much better. Yeah. And I felt, like, envy, yeah. you know? Because I was like, if I felt, if I believed that this was happening, mm-hmm. you know, for a reason, for a reason. and she's in heaven and yeah. everything's cool there yeah. then if I, if I really truly believed mm-hmm. it I'd feel so much better yeah but there's just so much pessimism yeah you're just like no I'm like well I don't I mean I don't no. know it's nice to, <laughs> like I don't know I think I'm agnostic if yeah. anything yeah but yeah yeah well in in catholicism and christianity animals don't have souls so what yeah so the the movie all dogs go to heaven is wrong um so like i really like like for animals i've always been like reincarnation which is like cherry picking like one nice factor from i mean i i yeah just Animals are hard because my mom, you know, as much as my mom like tried to be stone faced and was like, you know, the the pets they're they're they don't have souls they're not going to heaven like all of us How you know can you blindly right just believe it right though? when our dog died it was like no. like I mean that was I mean that was a descent into her own like she's had many like a crisis of faith and like probably you know has dealt with that but like really it's like. The animal, you know, it must have. They do, something. they do, they and I'm telling that. you, I, so, well, they have something because Something's we gone. we put her down, and I was holding her when yeah. that happened, and I felt her little spirit go. Just go, and that's something. Yeah. That's yeah. I don't know, energy, soul, call it whatever, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's something. Yeah. Do you believe in like energy? Do you believe in For spirits? Sure. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, I don't know, just couple weird things happening mm-hmm. here and there yeah and you definitely do feel energies yes like yeah from people yeah you can feel the vibe of mm-hmm. a room exactly or whatever yeah i know not everybody can but i definitely yeah. have felt that yes so that's yeah. something i don't yeah. know what yeah but i yeah. oh my god one time <laughs> we had this woman come in to my last work who's mm-hmm. like an energy like specialist yeah <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I, I don't know how this 
happened. Oh, actually, I do. Someone that worked there was, like, super negative. Yeah. And it was, I think, mostly for them. Yeah. Well, and the, like, conflict that they created. Yeah. Sort of in the... And it wasn't me, for once, believe it or not. <laughs> um, but this woman, like, made us all shut our eyes. Mm-hmm. And she was like, imagine the energy... Like bathing you in mm-hmm. a golden light, yeah, golden showers of it, and I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't, just, I could, like, laughing so hard. <laughs> that one gets me too. Like I in guided meditations, I'm like, it's not. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's not good. Well, you gotta know. Don't <laughs> don't use that. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. that's yeah. So funny. Too much. Too much. But she was good. Stuff. She had some interesting tips, yeah. especially like business related tips yes like when you go into a meeting and this is something like i have a hard time doing because Uh i forget basically yeah (laughs) but like to match the energy of the other person Mm -hmm. especially when you're trying to sell them something like work yeah um like if they're very quiet and considered and take a long time yeah speaking then you should do the same or if they're all keyed up and excited and you you should kind of you got to meet them yeah it's tough to do it if you're yeah. really the opposite. Like, yes. especially, like, I have a hard time with people that are very, like, slow, slow yeah. talking. Like, that drives me insane. So you're like, stop. What? What's your sign? What Sagittarius. You? Oh, okay. Yeah. Does this make sense to you? Yeah, I think, like, yeah, you want things to happen. And you're always on that higher level. You're, like, always kind of excited. <laughs> so you're like, let's yeah. just, I'm so stoked about this idea. Like, let's get it done. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> why can't we just do this right now? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, they don't like people no. don't like that all the time. Sometimes they do. Yes. Sometimes it works, but yeah, yeah I have to remember to, you know, yeah. ch- chill it out when the other person's chill. Yeah. 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 And I that's interesting. I didn't I I never thought about that like in a business sense. It's funny. I've taken we've taken a lot of weird classes through my different works. Like mm-hmm. we took an improv class, improv for business. <laughs> but I, I mean, it sounds wow. goofy, but it it's helpful. It's helpful. Yeah, yeah you got to be able to think on your feet. Yeah, and the well, obviously, the biggest thing with improv mm-hmm. is that yes ending. Yes, and, and. <laughs> a very important when a client's telling you something stupid. Yeah, to be like yes, yes, and we could build on that idea by doing the, the completely different different thing. <laughs> <laughs> or yes, I'll take a look at that and then. Like, don't. Don't not, yeah. Yeah. Instead of just being like, no, that's stupid, which is what you want to say. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway. That's really interesting. I feel like businesses are kind of like, so interesting the way people, yeah, it's like about how people are like relating to each other and like mm. how to, I think like a lot of marketing right now is like authenticity and like how to kind of that's a millennial mindset yeah exactly like Smell how to bullshit. connect with people yeah, yeah. Like, connection <laughs> i had a, a pr- another previous work that made everyone do a myers-briggs no way so that you knew so like, you knew yeah which that's is funny i i don't know i really like those tests yeah i freaking eat those up yeah if what you are, can tell me who you? i am i am an infp okay but i think i i am between feeling and thinking mm. i'm pretty close on that okay. one what are you uh ian f p or j yeah kind of in between mm-hmm. that those. makes sense yeah yeah it's really like when you read it it's so on point yeah i don't know how anyone can call bullshit on that no that's just i don't know i feel like 
it's just cool to kind of like know yourself like that because sometimes you don't think about totally because sometimes you think like I'm just the way I am and like everyone's like that but when you kind of like tune in and you're like oh or no one's like that no one's like yeah and then it's like oh this is a type yeah like this is the most people are like this in fact or whatever it is which is kind of good too because you're like oh I'm not the only one that like feels this way yeah um yeah the next one I'm super excited about is this I don't know it's called human design Mm. and I just found out about it and it's like this um it combines like your birth chart I think with your Myers-Briggs and like what maybe numerology I don't know and basically you get like a type and like there's certain I don't know there's some people who like do readings so I'm like researching like who to get a reading from they can be pretty expensive that's cool I'm like this is super great like sign me up for this thing that's gonna yeah tell me who I am and what I'm doing on this planet I know I'm so I don't know is it like vanity I think you know I think it's uh we have too many options Mm. I think that uh in the past it was like we have you know you have your role in life and I think, I don't think it's good. It was good necessarily, but it's kind of like, I mean, if you think like way back, it's like, if you, you know, lived on a farm, you worked on the farm, that was your job. And now it's kind of like, you can be whoever you want. And I think there's, too open. there's so many things. Right. And I think also the other thing is like, if we were in a smaller society, there would be like one town clairvoyant or someone yeah, who could witch. give you the lowdown. For sure. Yes. And we don't and I think like the internet has made it so that like, you know, your town clairvoyant doesn't live in your town. They might live in Iowa and you just Skype them and like that's how mm. that's how that is. Well and you get to pick and choose. Yeah. And that picking and choosing, well, it creates a lot of anxiety. Well, yeah. there's a great book, Paradox of Choice, oh. about this very thing. That sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's, it's like marketing related. Yeah. But like it's. But it, I, yeah, no, I think um, we I I don't know if this is related, but I at a past workplace, we had like too many espressos on offer. Mm. And I was like, we just need two espressos. Like yeah. people get freaking overwhelmed. Yeah. By too many. You'd be standing choices. in front of that machine for 10 minutes. Deciding. And it's like, <laughs> which one do you want? You don't know. I don't have the time to really even if I explain to you all the options you're still not really going to, like, choose. It's yeah. kind of like you got to choose between two. Yeah. And then and whatever. then you never feel really excited or, like, I don't know, at peace with your choice either. Exactly. Because you're like, maybe I could have picked the other one. It would have been better. That's why people are, well, probably marrying later. That, yeah. yeah. I, I had a friend. I remember early in our days of dating and university she was talking about how people i think there's probably a freaking new yorker article about this but people in new york haven't have this issue because there's so many people in the city that when they start dating someone they're like well probably i could be dating someone better the bbd or i was looking for that bigger better deal yeah exactly because you like you're like there's so many people to choose from nope this person they're fine but like maybe i should move on because there's more options yeah yeah. It's tough. I mean, I mean, it's tough if that makes you sad. Yes. I mean, if you're cool. You're like, it, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Then that's great. And it's important, obviously, you know, it's important not to settle. Like, if you're in a bad situation. Or, well, that's where it becomes c- confusing. Right? You're, you're like, like, am I settling? Am I settling? <laughs> or, <laughs> or not. And, yeah. then, and then you listen to some podcast about, like, 
arranged marriages and how those stay together yeah. and they are, they have found like this very deep and meaningful love yeah and you're like well, <laughs> what, what? so confusing yeah well but like how did you know that your husband was the person you should marry or that you wanted to marry huh i mean i don't know if it was like one moment yeah it's not like a movie no it's not like a movie <laughs> yeah i don't know i guess just like things align Mm-hmm. I mean, we're both so rational, so it was just yeah. like, oh, you you like have the same to say values sounds so wishy washy, yeah. but it, it's no, true. that's true. Like you have like similar values. You're not an idiot. Mm-hmm. I'm attracted to you. Just yeah. like checks all the boxes. Yes. You Did know? you want to get married? Like, like in your life, it just in general, you were like, I would like to be like be married, or did you get married because you wanted to marry your husband? I think I always thought I would, mm-hmm. but I definitely wouldn't do it if I didn't want to. I would. I was yeah. with someone for eight years previous mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. And, you know, we never got married, no. and I didn't think that we should. Mm-hmm. So I think if I was the type to just want to marry someone willy-nilly, I would have yes. married yeah. them. So, yeah, I think I'd, like, make a considered choice. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was good. Plus, though, when he asked, I'd, like, I... I it did catch me off guard. Yes. Like, I really? was thinking... You were like, what? <laughs> well, I just thought it would have been, like, I don't know, later or something? Like, I just... It's surprising. It, it, it really surprised me. Like, I thought I I know everything. You yes. Know? You think, oh, I see, like, a surprise coming a mile away, like, uh-huh. most of the time. Yeah. You know? Like, when you live with someone, it's hard to keep a secret. Yeah. I just thought, like, I would have sniffed it out before. Yeah. Like, when he, he sung um, to me at our wedding, mm-hmm. and I totally knew before yes that was going to happen, yeah. and that was supposed to be secret. Yeah. So I just thought I would have, like, known. But, yeah, but you know, didn't. I did not know, so that was exciting. Wow. Yeah. But anyway. That's pretty magical. Not to talk about. I freaking love talking about. <laughs> that stuff is so interesting to me. I feel like, I don't know. I Again, like, I'm super nosy, and I just want to know, like, how people work and, like, what they do. Yeah, this do really and... turns into an interview oh. of me, which yes. is not supposed to be. <laughs> Like I and I love hearing people's love stories. I'm like, how did you meet your partner? Like, tell me everything. Like, oh, I love it. I love well, it so much. I met Phil through Sad Mag. So all you That's people beautiful. come to Sad Mag events. I always tell my single friends because there's cute men. Oh my and god, cute ladies. It's cute like, people. You walk in, you're like, everyone's hot in here, and everyone, everyone is like cool. Yeah, like everyone's like a nice. Per- it's not yeah. like a snobby vibe. It's no, a very, it's very cool, chill, cool vibe. I'm just promoting our events now. <laughs> and you also get to meet, like, people from kind of, like, a cross-section of the city. Oh, yeah. Like, musician. Like, if you're, like, I want to meet, like, a cute, like, queer, weird artist. Yeah. That person will be there. Oh, 100%. If you want to meet uh, a bookish, awkward dude, he'll be there. Yep. Like, <laughs> there's a range. Preach. It's true. There's a real range. <laughs> and it's a great time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, thanks. Yeah. On that note, everyone come to the next thing. Everyone which, come to the thing. Who knows when or what it'll be. We but should I'll, plan a thing, damn. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> just like a too. dating. Just purely just for, for that. Just for dating. Just meet for up. meeting. I think that's good. I feel like it is. Okay, you can't meet people at shows. I think that's a myth that I believe for a long time. Like, it's very hard. Oh, mm. maybe other people. Maybe other people do. But I feel like it shows everyone's kind of like with their little enclave and you're well, in like, Vancouver it's a really. bit weird well it's true um but I feel like it's sad make shows the enclaves they break a little 
They so. do. They do break more than yeah. normal, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But, like, I did think of this one time that we should have, um, like, some kind of, like, dance like or something. Social? Like a social? Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. We'll add that to the list of many things, <laughs> things that we, we do. want to do. Um, yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you for having me. This was great. Yay. I love talking in a small room <laughs> on, into a microphone i'm glad i could make your dreams this is great true. this is a dream it's wonderful awesome thanks and now a track from vancouver slash portland band wake owl their latest album kaleidoscopes came out last summer and it's a really nice chill folk rock album the singer kind of reminds me a bit of the singer from granddaddy if you remember that band from way in the early 2000s Anyway, I selected the last track of the album to play for you instead of one of the two singles because it's my show and I'll do what I want. So here's So Shy by Wake Owl. <laughs> 